0: Welcome to episode two of The Cookley Cast. If you listened to the first edition, then it's great to have you back. And if this is your first taste of the podcast, then I'm very glad you found us, and I hope you like what you hear. The first edition will remain available for a long time yet, and you can find all our editions on anchor.fm or by searching for The Cookly Cast on Spotify or many other podcast platforms. Don't forget also that I love hearing your comments, opinions and stories, so you can contact us here at thecookleycast at gmail.com. Coming up in this month's show, I'm taking a virtual stroll from Lionfields Road. I'll be talking to one of Cookley's most active and proactive residents and I'll be introducing a new and exciting event taking place in the village later this month. Firstly, some updates on last month's guests. I was speaking to Matt about his lockdown brewing activities and also Gemma regarding the book exchange recently installed in the community garden. Well, Matt has brewed served and finished a further batch of beer since then and I can say from first-hand experience that it was delicious. I would also urge you to go down to the community garden by the social club if you have not done so already. The plants that are growing there are wonderfully maintained and the book exchange is going from strength to strength. There seems to be an ever-growing number of books to borrow or swap and all ages and tastes are catered for. It really is a wonderful resource for Cookley and long may it last. And so to this month's show. I've not done as much walking as I would have liked these past few weeks, for one reason or another, but there is a walk which I do pretty regularly for more reasons than one. It begins near where I live on Lionfields Road and I'm walking away from Castle Road on the right hand side. There are a few points of interest along the way, but it isn't too strenuous a route for the mild evenings we're having at the moment. I don't trot too fast, so please tag along. Firstly, it's a stroll past the allotments. It's very much the fashion to have an allotment in recent times. But gone are the days when all they were were an overgrown patch of ground containing a shed where men would escape the kids on a Sunday afternoon. Beds and borders here are wonderfully maintained, and the whole place seems teeming with fine-looking produce. There are even chickens here, whose curious gaze follows me as I wander past. (coughs) Getting to the end of Limefields Road now, and the effort that has been made to make Cookley colourful and pretty is, is evident all around. There is a wildflower bed on someone's garden, and vibrant poppies standing out from the grass. On the corner of Gaymore Road there's also planters and they add a a splash of colour with uh, the variety of flowers that are swaying in the wind. Walking round the corner to the left and then turning right onto Eleanor Harrison Drive, I'm met by one of the best views in Cookley. Looking north across the farmland you get a wonderful view across the valley with Kimber Church standing high on the brow of the hill opposite. The newer houses here must have a fantastic, unobstructed view. I'm going to leave the pavement now and head between Stamps Transport Yard and the houses onto the junction where the bridleway and the pathway meet. I'm turning down towards Orscliff, following the bridle path past the farm with the footpath towards Castle Road behind me. There is a lovely honesty box here where you can collect chicken and goose eggs and even if you're as lucky as I was this week, some little guinea fowl eggs as well. Don't forget to bring some change if you walk this way. I'm going to stop here just for a second as Orscliff Farmhouse catches my eye black and white building, so noticeable from here, dates back to the late 16th century, although it has had numerous repairs, additions and renovations across the years since. In my view, it's lost none of its beauty and serves as a reminder of the long history that Cookley and the surrounding villages have, and it was granted Grade 2 listed status in February 1958. Coming out of the way onto Orskliff Road now, and there are a contrasting set of structures to Walsliffe Farmhouse. The park homes that the tarmac divides are nestled in the pristine grounds and hedges and have lovely terraces overlooking the canal behind. The homes enjoy occupancy 11 months of the year and I imagine the residents love the location and facilities. At the bottom of the lane I'm walking down the steep path to the canal and the welcome sight of a bench at the bottom stand on the bridge and look towards Kinver along the canal and there are several barges moored including today a dredger. The canal and river run incredibly close here and there is a fallaway overflow from the canal. As I cross the canal through the trees I can see the front bridge over the river. Much repaired over the years it provides a neat little shortcut to the anchor pub in Cornsall famed for its beer, cider and of course cobs. The footbridge is said to date from 1795. I'm not going to take the footbridge today. I'm going to continue on the towpath back towards Cookley village. Walking along the towpath, and although the river is probably 20 foot below us to the right, the babbling water can be clearly heard. The fact that the canal is shielded on the left by the huge sandstone face probably amplifies the sounds. A few weeks ago I saw a brood of 12 ducklings on this stretch, and how tiny they were. There are herons regularly seen along here too, amongst many other birds I'm sure. I'm passing a number of moored barges now. The Jesse May, the Old Peculiar, Viking 23 and Yabba Dabba Doo all beautifully painted and looking lovely and cosy. As the canal moves further away from the river, there's also a huge log on the side of the towpath here, a magnificent piece of wood, and a disc cut from here would make a splendid table in anyone's dining room or lounge. Further along there's a peculiar house with seemingly no vehicular access apart from for barges. It has recently sold, And I believe that plans are in place to renovate it and bring it back to a good standard. It's a lovely setting and very peaceful, I'm sure. Despite the access issues, I bet it will make a great home and I wish luck to whoever has taken it on. I'm almost back in the village centre now, looking up from the towpath to the backs of the houses here. Someone is landscaping a fantastic looking stepped garden, all the way down to the canal. It's going to be lovely when finished. In front of me now is Cookley Tunnel, a near 60 meter construction, taking the canal under Bridge Road and towards the forge and the old spur that once branched off there. Again, construction was headed up by James Brindley in around 1770. You can walk through and there is a railing but watch your step as you go. I'm leaving the canal just before the tunnel and taking the steep footpath up where it joins Bridge Road just before Orchid's Corner florists. The village centre always looks good and the neat terrace of houses here are especially pretty today with hanging baskets and window boxes on display. I'm going to nip into the shop here and pick up something sweet to have with a cuppa when I go home as I have all but finished my walk now. I hope you liked it as much as I did and I look forward to my next one. My next guest may well be a familiar face or voice to many of you. She's incredibly active in the village and in many organisations and projects and she's here with me today to give you the lowdown on one of them but I'm sure we will cover many others. Sharon Galatly has been one of those instrumental in the organisation of the village fair and it's an event we can all look forward to. So welcome to the Cookley cast Sharon, uh, it's great to talk to you.
1: Thank you very much it 's nice to be here
0: um, So, as I ask all my guests on the uh, on the podcast, um, how long have you been in cookley?
1: Um, born and bred in Cookley, never lived anywhere else, um, mm-hmm. so very much a big part of the community um, and My, my grandparents um, ran the village post office for thirty years, so they moved here around about 70 years ago from Warsaw uh, and then my other side of the family the state side have lived here about the same time so a long history of, of family really right and, and that's the village post office um, on the on the current site unfortunately closed yeah now. unfortunately closed now yes it is yeah. that one lots well, of memories in there
0: I'm sure there are uh, stories to tell as well and have you lived in lots of different parts of the village
1: um, I haven't. Well, I I started my life in Gaymore Road, um, uh, living there, and then um, I bought my first house in Eleanor Harrison Drive, and then moved into Kimberley Avenue. So, not moved very far at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always just really liked the community spirit that Cookley's got. Um, I can remember being a teenager and wasn't it wasn't I wasn't the greatest fan when I was a teenager because there wasn't enough to do.
2: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: but as you get a little bit older and you want to start your own family it's a great place to live with always something going on
2: Absolutely. Um,
1: and also having all of my family here it just made sense really to try and stay so uh, and then I just become more and more a part of that community um, like my family have been in the past
0: yeah yeah I mean we've not been here well we've been here about three years now and it's uh, um, we didn't really know Cookley before we moved here and and the amount of stuff that goes on <laughs> even in lockdown you know when restrictions are on it's um the amount of support that that people are offering each other and and events yes. that are planned it's um uh, it, it's really tremendous it's a really it's a really great place and and a slightly unusual place to live now i think these days
1: yeah definitely but i think people do try and they've been very supportive of each other
0: yeah we've certainly noticed that we've certainly noticed that we've yeah. never been uh, uh, people gently rib us about not having lived here as long as some, but, uh, <laughs> but it's never with malice. It's always a uh, no.
1: uh, slightly, uh, slightly no. joking, you know. Yeah, definitely, definitely.
0: And, and even the people that have been here for 20 or 30 years, I think are still classed as newcomers.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, I, I think it's 25 years, I think, to be a local. No, everybody's welcome as far as we're concerned. And, and I think, um, you know, we, we've got hubs within the village, especially the fields, the playing fields and the village hall mm. um, and, and the social club that really does bring all that community together. Mm. Um, I've run the Brownies in Cookley for 32 years.
2: Right,
1: um, um, And we've always run the brownies from the old parish hall and then obviously from the new one. Mm-hmm. And I stand in there on a Monday night when we're at brownies and we, you've, there are people playing bowls, there are people using the mugger, yeah. there might be cricket or football training on the fields, yeah. few people enjoying a pint or playing snooker. Yeah. And, and that's the moment that I realise how fabulous this place is. Absolutely. Um, because there is something for everybody, and that's a Monday night in a, in a village. And it's a hive of activity. Yeah, yeah. and how's the brownies?
0: Yeah. Is it is it a big uh,
1: pack? Is it you call it? Yes, it is a pack. Yeah, we we go up and down in numbers. We usually run at around about twenty four. Right. Um, we've um, obviously we've not been running during lockdown. There's been a few activities that the girls can do, mm-hmm. um, but we're looking forward to getting back up and running again. Um, but yeah, things have changed over thirty two years. It's, um, you know things change over the years and you just uh, go with the times don't you but it's still a fantastic organization that offers the girls a lot of things they wouldn't normally do
0: i'm sure and and, and actually say you hover around 20 or 25 that's actually a good number i would have thought isn't it
1: yes it is and i think Cookley has always had a really good history and we're very strong in scouting and girl guiding Mm -hmm. um i think we're, we're one of a very few villages that have got Uh, beavers cubs scouts and then we've also got rainbows brownies guides rangers so we're very strong um, whether it is because we're a village location or or whether it's because we have got some fantastic leaders in all groups, mm-hmm. but the children just seem to come every week and they get so much out of it and do lots of different activities. So um, it's great. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. I think the rural rural location very much helps. I was a I was a Corbana mm. Scout as a child, and um, but in in a in a city location up in Chester, and uh, um, we really cherished the times when we could get out into more rural areas. But here yes. We- kind of got it on your doorstep really
1: and they just turn up every week so you just realize that you see you do you know you're doing something right yeah. Um. you know and we've we've got at, at, at Cookley Brownies we've got quite a mix of people that, that run the, the pack mm-hmm. I've got um, Janet Pitts and Shirley Munger who have been with me pretty much since day one right. so they're they're friends and we're a really good team yeah. and then we've had we have lots of helpers that come back to us that have either been brownies or been, you know, come along to help, and that's great to kind of see them come through the, the process. Mm-hmm. And they've they've taken their leadership qualifications, and oh. and it's helped them within their careers mm-hmm. uh, and to gain employment. Yeah. So it, it it goes far more than just a unit meeting. I think That's
0: really what it always set yeah. out to do, wasn't it? It, it was it yes was more than about meeting once a week. It was it was, mm. it was life skills and, and all that all the yeah. On.
1: So we I mean, I can't count the amount of girls we've had come through, um, but I've, I've got photograph albums from the year I started. So I've got thirty odd albums, years and years of photographs of most of the girls in Cookley, um, which is fantastic. So we'll have to do a display of those one one year and get all those out, which would be quite good fun. I
0: think people would be intrigued at that, you know, and people who are yeah. on day one as as little nippers who, who uh, you know gone on to whatever careers now it would be that's would
1: be, right yeah they make me feel very old most of them now
0: <laughs> Wow. <Well, laughs> so one of the other events that you're you seem to be sort of uh, um taking a key role in is Buckley village fair which which i think yeah. um, it, it, it's great that you know it's it's been announced that it's going to take place this year even in difficult circumstances and i'm guessing it's going to be a little bit different
1: yes As, what,
0: what's your role in the village
1: fair well what happened was I'm the uh the chairman for the trustees for the village hall um and the playing fields mm-hmm. and we wanted to create an event which would kind of take us back in time a little bit and bring in the whole of the community mm-hmm. um over over the years many years ago we always used to have a cookery carnival And we used to have May Day events, um, and they were always very successful, and the whole village would turn out, and and everybody would get involved. Mm -hmm. So the village fair concept really only began last year, and we had our first one last year. We we did think that maybe we wouldn't be able to do one this year, but um, I managed to get a few of my laid my friends together um, who helped me out last year. Mm
0: -hmm. So we had
1: we've got Tina Millwood Jones, Julie Farmer. Mm-hmm. Um, Amanda Huxtable mm-hmm. and Jane Hunt so mm-hmm. there's only five of us that, right. that get together and but because we're friends anyway, we can have a nice glass of wine and we can get everything mm-hmm. organized um, <laughs> which is great mm-hmm. um, so we decided that we're still going to go ahead this year social distancing obviously and safety of, of everybody will be paramount mm-hmm. and we're going to make it a little bit smaller than last year so we're going to focus on the dog show because we can do that outdoors
2: yeah
1: um and we can use most of the field for that and then we're also still going to run the produce show Mm -hmm. we felt that that could be really important because so many people in lockdown have learned so many new skills yeah so lots of crafts and they've been baking and cooking and, and photography. Mm. Um, so we're going to hold the, um, the produce show in the village hall, but we're going to implement social distancing and a one way system nice. yeah. so that people can, can get us around, but they can showcase to us everything that they've been do- doing during lockdown and all the new skills that they've learned. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we've also going to add in something that's brand new. Um, you've probably seen, um, as lots of people have around the village, people have been painting lots of stones uh, and leaving them around the village. And we thought that it might be a nice idea to have those as lockdown memories. So we're going to ask people on the day to either bring their stones with them that they've already painted, Mm -hmm. um, or we are going to set up um, a paint area where people can come along and paint a stone. and then those stones are all going to be placed in the community garden um and we're going to concrete them all in and and make them all all waterproof so that they can be there for years to come um of everybody's lockdown memories um in the village so that's a really fantastic
0: idea it's um i mean the, the community garden is um i mean it's looking it's looking fantastic and i suppose that ties in a little bit with the produce show that you you uh, yes it will take place in the in the fair but also that community garden is such an asset and and um, oh it
1: is a, a, yeah
0: a book exchange as well it's become a lovely yes
1: book. Uh, Definitely, and on behalf of the trustees, Richard, we would like to thank Cookley and Bloom. Um, They've spent the the land itself um, belongs to the village hall, Mm -hmm. but Cookley and Bloom have taken on that area and they look after it so nicely, and they look after all of the flowers around the building and help us with the maintenance of that. Um, And you know, we're really grateful that, that 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 area is there for people to enjoy. With the Village Fair, um, it really is about community. We're still going to be running the round the wall race. Right. Um, just trying to think of a way that we can do it safely yeah. um, and, 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 and properly. But more details will come out about that in the next couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, and we would just encourage people to come down and, and just take advantage of the space that we've got so that they can do something a little bit normal but know that they can be safe and we'll have we'll have the um you know hand washing stations and and everything there ready and we'll we'll do everything the best we can and just enjoy a nice nice family afternoon
0: yeah
1: yeah well well, one thing we haven't mentioned actually is is the date it's going to be on sunday the 6th of september Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know yet definite timings for dog show entries and for produce show entries, but they will be during the morning mm-hmm. um, and then the activities will take place during the afternoon. I'm
0: interested in the in the previous events that Cookley has had. You, you mentioned sort of May Day sure. events and, and, and stuff. <clears throat> what are, what are your memories of those?
1: Yeah, we used to have lots of fun. We used I used to be on the carnival committee many years ago. Uh, where we used to have uh, floats, uh, people would dress all the floats. Mm-hmm. Where Eleanor Harrison Drive is now in Cookley, yeah. um, that was just um, uh, just empty land there, and so we all used to congregate there with the floats. Right. And then they'd make their way through the village. And we've had all sorts. Um, all all the local groups would get involved,
2: mm-hmm. um,
1: and then we would everybody would end up on the field for yeah. the judging of floats and a proper carnival afternoon, which was yeah. fantastic. We used to have carnival princesses every year. Nice. Um, um, so some of the local girls have, um, have, have been carnival princesses. And that was always a nice evening as well mm-hmm. for the girls all to get together. It was always, always ran really from the sports club yeah. um, and the fields. And then everything happened on there. May Day events were the same. We always used to have Maypole dancers yeah. uh, back in the day, which was lovely. Yeah.
2: Um,
1: and then all your charity stalls, Tug of War, yeah. tug of war was a big one which we're going to try and get that sorted again probably not for this year but we're going to try and bring that back into the village fair to get right. people together right. um we've we've done welly wanging we, we, we've done lots of different things we did we did a bit of out one year that we uh, we did big it's a knockout so We had a Millennium Committee and they raised the money to put the clock in the village. And and they had a big party in the village and the the clock was unveiled. And and there is a time capsule under the clock. So we're hoping as well that we can kind of um, get photographs together of the old carnivals and Maydays, Mm -hmm. which we will be looking for in the next 12 months. And we're hoping that we can actually build a memory wall within the village hall.
0: That sounds like a great idea and one that will pique the interest of of many Cookley residents, I'm sure. I understand that any photos that people have should be emailed to you and the email address is simply cookleyvillagehall at gmail.com. That's probably a project to keep you busy for the next few months, Sharon. So with that in mind, does that mean you're fully
1: organised for the fair on September the 6th? We think so. Um, Julie Farmer organises the dog show for us. Mm -hmm. Um, All the monies raised from the dog show go to Sirius Dog Rescue and High Hopes Dog Rescue. Um, The produce show, Amanda Huxtable and Tina Millwood-Jones are organising that. Those um, entry forms can be collected from the farmer's den in the village um, or from David Anthony's hairdressers. Well, I'm sure it's
0: going to be an event that uh, the whole village will look forward to. And, uh, and it will come just at the right time, really, as, as lockdown restrictions are being eased and we can, uh, we can all begin coming out of our houses and, and, and celebrating the, the wonderful
1: place that we live in once again. Definitely. I think it will. Come and see us uh, in a safe environment and, uh, and get back to a bit of normality. We certainly
0: will. and we will look forward to it. Um, yeah. Sharon, it's been fantastic talking to you. Um, we wish you all the success with the village fair, but we're also grateful for the for the memories that uh, you shared with us about the village, and and you know the uh, the information that you can that, that you can give about uh, all the wonderful things that go on in Cookley, and, and all the things that you're involved with here from the from the fair to the carnivals to the to the brownies and and all sorts. So thanks once again for joining us, and uh, do come back and
1: talk to us soon. Thank you very much. We will we'll do. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks Richard.
0: Well, it was lovely talking to Sharon and I know that she's a gold mine for village memories. If you have memories of the village, especially the carnival days or the May Day events, I'd love to talk to you. You can contact me here at thecookleycast@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Now, from one very active resident to another, my next guest has come up with a great idea for the village one that will bring people together, promote business and charity organisations, and provide the opportunity for a nice walk too. Welcome to the show Gail Blun. how are you?
2: I'm great, thanks Richard, how are you?
0: I'm fine thanks, very well indeed. So I'll begin with a question that I ask all my guests and that's uh, how long have you been a resident of Cookley?
2: Uh, we moved here about 14 years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, we grew up not so far away in a little village, similar kind of village, just the other side of Droitwich called okay. Um And when we decided to have kids I kind of wanted them to have a similar kind of village feel to their upbringing Mm -hmm. Um, and we um, we were actually living in in Birmingham at the time, Mm -hmm. Uh, kind of came out here because it was halfway between two jobs we had as well Mm -hmm. and uh, moved to Wolverley initially and then uh, a year later moved out to Cookley
0: Ah I see, Wolverley first then a short hop down the canal to settle in Cookley, lovely So, I've brought you on the show to talk about the idea that you've had for an event in Cookley, namely a walking market, and it's going to take place later in the month. Before we get on to the details, can you explain the concept of a walking market?
2: Well, the idea is that um, people put out stalls for anything that they're particularly wanting to raise awareness of, or for their own business, or to promote a trade or service that they might have. Um, it could be, uh, that they have perhaps some furniture or toys or books or things that they want to rehome, upcycle. Um, I saw a lot of this, um, being advertised on the Cookly Past and Present Facebook page. Um, and it made me think, well, why don't we just all do it on the same day? And people can go for a night walk around the village and, you know, learn about what the neighbours do. Uh, you know, when we moved to the village, we did our house up, um, and we had no real idea of of what local trades there were that that could help us out. And I think it's very easy, people have such busy lives these days, and it's very easy to miss out on what's just going on, you know, a few houses away or across the street.
0: Yeah, I think with work, kids, commuting, lockdown it's it's not always a given that you get to know your neighbors well Cookley may be a a better place than some for that but it's still not always easy to meet the people around you and know the trades and businesses most local to you so where did the idea for a walking market come from
2: well when we first went into lockdown I joined the Cookley Facebook page because I thought I might be able to help out um, here and there uh, but then, because my son came home from school on that last day with a cold, and then we all proceeded to catch it at one-week intervals, we actually ended up kind of um, self-isolating for about a month. Anyway, initially, right. So, but during that time, I watched the um, the Facebook page, um, and just kind of saw through the coronavirus crisis how keen people were to help each other out. Um, people that were isolating, you know, people were rushing around to help them, get them shopping, pick up prescriptions. Uh, so it just seemed like there was that kind of spirit there. So it it, it kind of seemed to make sense, really. Um, so kind of the idea came from there.
0: That's something we've definitely noticed since moving here. The speed and enthusiasm that people have to help others out in the village. Have you been to walking markets anywhere else?
2: No, I've traveled kind of the world quite a lot, really. So I've been to an awful lot of markets. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it is kind of similar in the evening to the kind of walking market concept that's taking off here now, where Mm. people just pick up a big pot of food, you know, outside their house and sell it or, Mm. you know, sell their crafts, their wares. So uh, I've not actually been to one in this country, but, but I've been to kind of similar things abroad, really. Largely, I think in places like India and Asia, than Central America, South America as well. So, um, But it's, it's it's not something really that I think has taken off here. I think maybe we have quite a lot of, um, generally speaking, quite a lot of rules and regulations. Yeah. And, and so it's more difficult to just kind of casually set up a stall outside your house. Um, whereas in other people, sorry, in other countries, it's, it, it's how people live, how they survive, really.
0: Well, that was what I was thinking, really. We as a country are a little notorious for bureaucracy and red tape, but from the information you've given so far, this project seems possible and indeed easily manageable.
2: It, it seems to be, because everybody will be doing their own stalls on their own property, you know, so everybody takes responsibility for their own security, um, social distancing, and so on and so forth, really, because we're not actually on the pavements. We don't need any kind of market permits or anything like that.
0: Sounds easy, but I'm sure there's a lot more to the organisation.
2: Is there anyone else involved or is it all on your shoulders? No, no, there's other people helping me out. I've had um, a gang of volunteers to help. Um, I've got Kay Plant, who's been doing a lot of the admin and has a lot of contacts, so she's been great. Um, I've got Linda White, um, Charlotte and uh, she's going to be doing the map, so That's good news, because that means the map will actually work. Uh, We've got Marie Wilcox-Perks, Annie Nichols, Julie Farmer, and also Paul Williams as well. So there's a little gang of us in a little um, messenger group, really, just talking ideas through.
0: That sounds great. Do you have any idea of the number of stalls taking part yet?
2: I've got a vague feeling that there'll be somewhere between 20 and 30, maybe.
0: Wow, that's excellent. And what about the nature of the stalls that are involved?
2: Uh, All different kinds, really, from um, kind of craft shops, gift shops. um, There's uh, quite a lot of actual kind of trades and businesses that I think people might want to raise awareness of. Um, I'm hoping that we'll get some local produce there as well. I'm hoping that the local pubs and cafes and so on will be able to kind of open up and and, and be around because people are going to be hungry and thirsty, I guess, on their wonders. A lot of people might just be you know upcycling a bit of furniture um, or perhaps things like school uniform you know that costs a lot of money Um, and we're right in the village you know where people need the uniform so you know also down at the school they do a lot of wonderful kind of productions and plays and special days that involve costumes and outfits and so on so you know it'd be great to see a bit of that being kind of uh, recycled and passed on as well.
0: I think the reuse and recycle movement is an especially hot topic at the moment, both for environmental and financial reasons. So, do you think that this could become a regular event in the village?
2: It would be great if it did. I think we have to take it one step at a time and see how it goes this time. See, you know, if the community embrace it and if people are happy with it.
0: Well, he is hoping. One thing we haven't mentioned yet, and it's pretty essential, is the date and the time of the event.
2: It's on Sunday the 19th of July, um, with the following Sunday pencilled in just in case the weather is absolutely horrendous that day. We're keeping it fairly flexible, um, we're saying late morning onwards, so people can, you know, put up their stools when they're ready and take them down when they've had enough and go off for a wander themselves.
0: Well I really hope the weather holds out for the event. And I'm sure this will be a great benefit to the village as well as a fun day out for us all. It's been a pleasure to talk to you, Gail, and I'd love you to come back to the show in the future to talk about the success of the walking market.
2: Well, that would be great. And um, thank you very much for having me. And I also hope that you're going to be there with your podcast store raising awareness of that. Well,
0: indeed. Look out for me on Lionfields Road. Thanks so much for speaking to me today, Gail. It's great to hear about all the events that are taking place in the village. I look forward to chatting to you again very soon. And so for now, bye bye.
2: Thank you, bye.
0: Brings us almost to the end of this second episode of the Cookley cast, and it's been another fun one. A couple of reminders that the village fair takes place on Sunday the 6th of September, and any inquiries can go to Sharon Galatley. Also, the first Cookley walking market is scheduled for the 19th of July this month, and inquiries about that should go to Gail Blunn. You're welcome to contact me here at thecookleycast at gmail.com if you wish, and I can put you in touch with either of those people. Sharon is also looking for any pictures you may have of the Village Fair or similar events in years gone by. If you have anything that you think may be of interest, you can email them to cookleyvillagehall at gmail.com. Finally, as we seem to be emerging from the strict restrictions that have been in place over the last three months, I would love to hear about the hobbies and skills that you have picked up over lockdown. Cookley seems to be such a creative place and I would love to chat to you on that subject in next month's show. Please do get in contact at thecookleycast at gmail.com. So I hope you enjoyed the show. Do get in touch, and until August, take care and goodbye.